0: How's it going? My name is Daniel, and this is the Guns and Stuff Show. So, Guns and Stuff—it's a weekly Q&A show that I do where we sit down for an hour or so and talk about guns and stuff. It's a lot of fun. You guys asked some really great questions this week, so I'm super excited to get into it. All right, let's go for it. LPVO or red dot with magnifier—it's pretty much LPVO world right now. So, go with the scope, dial it, and learn how to use it really well, and you'll be ahead of the curve. Thoughts on the Strive? Okay, so be yeah, straight up, Strybok, it's not a bad gun. I know people who run, I know people who like it. I'm more of a fan of the Scorpion. Um, There's a lot more aftermarket support. I think it's a little bit more well-built firearm. I like shooting a little bit better, so Strybok's not a bad PCC. I prefer the Scorpion though. Sub-combat EDC M&P Shield, or the CZ Rammy. So I actually had to look up the Rammy because I wasn't sure what it was. So they're not really the same gun. The Ramy is more for like your Glock 26 comparison. The Shield is a tiny single stack gun. The is a hammer fired, different, it's a different kind of gun. It's a little bit more expensive, so they're not really comparable. For me, I'm gonna carry this shield because it's thinner. If I'm gonna carry a gun as thick as the Ramy, I'm gonna go up to a Glock 19 or like a full size Smith West. Best red dot for astigmatism. I hear everyone say go with EOTech, so I'm gonna say EOTech. I don't have an astigmatism, I can't even say astigmatism, a so I'm not sure. But yeah, I hear everyone say go with EOTech, so check out EOTech. Also, there's laser corrective surgery for that, so that's also an option. Maybe just skip the nods and get that. <laughs> 45 ACP, why does everyone hate it? So 45 ACP basically is, it's not as useful as it was before. Basically, you need a round that's gonna go faster, that's gonna defeat multiple layers of clothing, that's gonna be able to do more work than just your standard big boy going kinda slow. So 45 isn't really applicable, 40 replace it because it was a lot faster, snappier round, and 9mm is getting very great ballistics compared to the two, so everyone's rolling with 9mm. That's kind of why you're not seeing so much support from 45. 45, if you have it, it's all you got, run it. You'll probably find 45 ammo easier than 9mm, but yeah, 45, it, it's kind of an old caliber at this point. Our PSA AR is good for a starter AR? They seem to be the only one consistently in stock. So with ARs, the climate that we're in, get what you can and buy it. You're either gonna see the really, really cheap stuff that's gonna sell really fast and then the really high-end premium stuff that's really expensive so if you are just strapped and there's nothing you can buy grab a cheaper ar build it out replace some of the cheaper parts um if it were me i might wait a little bit and get a really not a high-end but a quality built gun but if it's all you can find consistently you're not going to be disappointed so yeah grab one of those and upgrade it as you go Best subcompact. That's a weird category because there's so... It's it's kind of weird because, like, there used to be the compact, subcompact, but now, like, the lines are crossed with, so, like, the Glock 48 and, like, the 365. Like, there's just a bunch of weird guns out there. Tiny guns that I like. I like the 365. I like the Glock 48. I like the shield. Um, That's pretty much it. There's a lot of cool tiny guns out there. I haven't shot all of them, so I don't have great opinions on everything. Just don't buy a Hellcat. So, new EDC between the 320, the P10C, and the M&P. I'm actually in this exact spot trying to pick the gun, and I'm going with the M&P. For me, the 320 is a little bit big to be concealed carrying. The P10C, that's just a Glock cone. Like When I shoot that gun, I just think I'm shooting a Glock that's in a different color. That gun screams Glock to me. So I'm gonna go with the M&P. I really like the triggers on those things. Just Trey convinced me the triggers on those things are amazing, so yeah. I'm gonna be picking up an M&P, probably the 3.6 barrel. So yeah man i think i'm gonna go with MP. tips on grip for new gun owners so i've already done videos on this there are lots of people that have done videos on gripping guns. so i'm not gonna go into super detail one thing to keep in mind when you're gripping your gun a lot of people want to muscle that gun so the gun doesn't move and just the slide reciprocates when you see someone shooting really well it looks like that that's what they're doing they're just like not having that gun move at all What you more want to think about is you want to have the firearm transfer as much energy to your upper torso and not directly to your hands. When the gun flips a lot, all of that energy is being transferred to your wrist and it's just flipping up and down. So you want to make sure that your wrist and your grip is set up so that all of that energy is transferred to your arms and your shoulder and ultimately your torso. So by the time it gets here, there is no movement. So when you see someone shooting and the gun isn't moving, it's not that they're gripping and bearing down on the gun so hard, it's they have really great technique and all of that energy is being transferred to their arm and their upper torso. So it's absorbing the energy as opposed to just flipping in their wrist. Will Brady win his seventh ring? I think you're trolling me, because you know I don't actually know who's going to the Super Bowl, so I'm gonna say yes, he will win, as long as he has a defense that can support him. Uh, this is so sad, like, I have, I have, what's going on, ESPN.com, like, I, I have to find out, what's going on? Glock 26, still a good ADC choice? Eh, um, I don't think so, um, if you're, the, the only case that I really have for a Glock 26 is cross-compatibility. Because it's a true double-stack Glock, you can use Glock 19, Glock 18 mags, like full 30-round sticks. That's really, for me, the only use case for a Glock 26. If you're looking for a tiny concealability, the Glock 48 is a better option, the Smith & Wesson Shield is a better option, the 365 is a better option. There's a lot better options out there, but if you have to have cross-compatibility with your mags, it is gonna be your, a great deep concealment gun. Ever turn anyone from anti-two-way into responsible gun owner? Um, I don't think I've flipped anyone completely from one side to the other. A lot of what I'll get is, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. And people, and I have had a lot of people who were somewhat indifferent and didn't really sway one way or the other. I have a lot of friends who are now gun owners who have gotten DMs, hey, can you help me buy my first gun? And I've helped people buy their first gun. So I've had a lot of that. But completely flipping someone from ban all guns to gimme that 30 round drum, I haven't had any of those yet. Kinda seems to be that way, like grey seems to be the new multi cam black, like urban camo is in so everyone realizes craziness is happening in the city so they gotta troll the city. So yeah, grey seems to be the new black, it's cool, it's dope, all of my kit is grey. That kinda wasn't on purpose, like I started to build stuff out and then had one grey piece I need to get another piece of matching, and then now I got a great plate care, and all kind, all my stuff is gray now. I don't know how it happened, but now I'm wearing all gray. So yeah, apparently it is the new black. With six rounds left, is it worth it to purchase fifty rounds at hundred dollars? Seems steep for basic ammo. Yeah, it is steep unless you need to shoot at seven things, and then it sounds like a bargain. Um, it's tough. Ammo right now is crazy expensive. Um, I totally get it. It's a lot. What I would recommend is. Get at least a hundred rounds. Yes, it's gonna be pricey. you you could spend like five, six hundred bucks just to get a hundred rounds. But get a hundred rounds for your handgun, hundred rounds for your carbine. Don't shoot it. Like store it away. Don't look, even look at it. That's not ammo to shoot. And then go from there. But yes, I would say pick up some ammo because if you have a gun with no bullets, that is a useless piece of metal. Did Carol Baskin do it? absolutely i'm just going to go on record right now saying all the stuff that happened in 2020 the biggest injustice we witnessed was carol baskin getting joe exotic zoo like that was the biggest sham i've ever seen in my life i'm so mad about that yes she fed her husband to the tigers and as of right now the way the world is going i'm shooting anything i can get my hands on steel brass it doesn't matter For real, for real, the only thing you really need to be worried about is steel core ammo and steel targets, because that'll chew up that. Besides that, go happy, go nuts, shoot the wolf, shoot the stuff that all the FUDs are saying will destroy your gun. Like, shoot it all. If your gun breaks because of the ammo, you'll be so good you won't even care. Great plates and carrots for on Duny. So this is a little bit out of my wheelhouse. I'm a civilian, thus I do what I want. Um, when you work for an agency, there's a lot of stipulations and things you have to do. If you're just looking for a plate carrier and plates to run, that's in stock. Um, I run a Spiritus LV119. That's pretty tough to get a hold of right now. Um, check out the Trex Arms AC1. It's a baseline plate carrier. You can put your plates in it, hang a pack on the front, and go on and have fun and do you. So that's a good one, and it. Sh- probably going to be in stock faster than everything else um and then plates you can check out hesco and hop white plates they make really great stuff for plates don't cheap out like the last thing you want to do is save some money on a plate and then you get shot by m855 and then you're pissed off so is this the new norm with ammo i kind of think it is um i've talked to a lot of people over these past two weeks I'm hearing two to three to five years before ammo prices normalize, if they do, Um, yeah, it's pretty much a buckle in and go enjoy the ride. The difference between this and every time else is like in 2013, there was a rush on ammo and ammo went out of stock. It didn't really jack up in price. It pretty much just became unavailable and that really was just people panic buying and manufacturers weren't able to keep up with getting it out but after a few months it normalized what we're dealing with now is we have a lot of panic buying people who are just getting into guns. so we have millions of people who are just now getting into guns trying to buy ammo we have people who have guns already who are trying to stockpile buying ammo and then we have the whole distribution side of it where we have manufacturers who are struggling to get hold of raw materials um Throw into the fact that you have price gouging and people jacking up prices on materials and manufacturers are really struggling to get stuff at a decent price. Um, I'm talking with um, gun shops and they're really not jacking up the prices like trying to make money because people have to buy this stuff. Like They're really selling it at cost and like what they're getting it at, just ammo's really expensive. So in order for ammo prices to drop, The gun shop needs to have a stockpile. The ammo manufacturer needs to have a stockpile. Then they need to have stockpiled materials. And the people who make those materials need to have stockpile. And the minute all the way back there gets um filled up then we're going to see prices start to drop back down and because all the way at the beginning of the supply chain they're struggling it's going to take a while for that to get back down to the consumer so i don't know if it's going to get any worse it may but we're definitely not going to see the crazy 2013 2018 ammo prices we did before my guess is two to three years before ammo prices normalize early guess When getting work done on your guns, do you follow up or just be patient? It depends. Um, I have no patience. Thank you, Amazon Prime. So I'm the worst person to talk to. Um, I think you need to get clear expectations from who you're getting the work done. They should give you their lead times and expected delivery date before you even send your thing in. Um, a, A lot of the companies that I work with, I have an expected delivery date before I even send it in and I know how many people are in front of me before they even touch my thing. So a lot of companies will say, yeah, we'll get to you in two or three weeks and I want to know well, how many people are ahead of me, what's your queue look like, how detailed do you have this system in? Because I'm really picky with stuff like that, like this gun I sent out and I think it was a total of two to three weeks to get all of this done. I'm talking slide milled, slide painted and then I sent my frame into Jacket Rocket City Stippling, then he sent it in to get sericoted. then I got it sent back to him. So I think this whole package took me like three weeks and I sent it back in to get work done. So three weeks total. But I communicated on the front end with all the people I worked with, how long this gonna take and if not, where you live at. So it depends on the vendor. If you're waiting two days, be patient. If you're three, four months in, which I know people have been, Maybe give them a ring. Shoot him. Be nice. Be courteous. They have they're dealing with a lot right now. So shoot him a ring. Hey, ETA. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Great drop in rails. Um there's a lot of great companies. AirProchem makes great rails, BCM makes great rails, guysly makes great rails. Um there's a lot of companies that make great rails. The issue is just getting them in stock in time. So do some research. Figure out what you want, Mlock, key mod, Smooth, do you want Picatinny on it? Figure out what you want, find a company that makes it, and then just stock their website till it's in stock. But yeah, there's a lot of great stuff out there, but biggest deal right now just getting it in stock. Glock MOS or milled slide. Me personally, I had the option to go with MOS. I went with a milled slide because I wanted to put my irons in front. Depending on how much you're shooting, it might be better for you to get a milled slide because you don't have to deal with your screws walking because you're screwing your optic onto the plate and the plate's getting screwed onto the gun or the reverse of that. But yeah, so I prefer a milled slide because I knew exactly what I wanted. If you're still shopping for optics, the mounting plate might be the way to go. Yes, I keep around in my chamber because I don't know what situation I'm gonna be in. If I have to hold my wife and my daughter back and I have to draw from one hand and then I gotta rack that thing, that's not gonna be a fun time. So yes, I do keep around in my chamber. One way that you can get over the fear of putting around a chamber, I know a lot of people are like, I don't wanna like put this gun in my holster and like have it go off. So have your gun load it, put your gun in your holster and then put your holster on. And that way you don't have to worry about anything and then do the reverse of that. Take your holster off and then you can take your gun out. It's a little bit more controlled situation. You don't have to worry about flagging yourself and then you can make your gun clear. So that's one way to kind of get into carrying with one in the chamber. But yes, I carry with one in the chamber and I highly recommend that you have one in your chamber. So what part of Maryland am I in? I'm a little bit south of the Mason-Dixon line and a little bit north of Alexander, Virginia. And do I do link ups? Not usually. I'm almost always running around different states doing all kinds of weird stuff. So when I do go to a range, it's usually not planned out. Um, if you do want to meet me, I'm usually at a class and I'll announce it a little bit early so we can go hang out. Sometimes I'll do stuff at a range. And I'll announce it head time, but just going out and shooting, I usually don't do that. Why did you get rid of VP9? Because the VP9 is a terrible gun. No, let me rephrase it. The VP9 pre-2020, when they upgraded it with all the stuff I said was terrible about it, those VP9s are trash. Um, people love VP9. Everyone who says they love VP9, I have yet to see someone really run it and shoot it well, um, there's a lot of stuff wrong with it. They fixed some of this stuff, the 2020 version, so I haven't shot it, so it's probably a little bit better, but by and large, I'm not a big fan of VP9 because there's just a lot of stuff wrong with it that a lot of companies got right, and especially for the price, like it's expensive for how bad it is. How to train eyes to use a red dot, cross-eyed dominant, right-handed in glasses. Okay, so there's two ways to do it. I'm actually cross-eyed dominant. I'm left-handed, but I'm right-eyed dominant. So I just taught myself how to shoot right-handed. So that was just how I worked it out. Another way that you can do it is if you're left-eyed dominant and you're right-handed, you can just turn your head to see that dot. Now you do have to train yourself to do it. It is a little bit easier with a red dot because you only have one thing to line up as opposed to the front side and the rear sight. So you really just have to find that dot and then do work that way but yeah you can either train yourself to shoot the other way with your left hand or you can just turn your head a little bit and get that eye on the dot so that is it for guns and stuff this week thank you so much to everyone who asked questions these questions are really dope they were legit y'all killed it as usual if i wasn't able to get to your question i'm really sorry next week hopefully i will be able to answer it so that is it for guns and stuff this week thank you so much for joining me and i cannot wait to hang out with you guys next week for some guns and stuff